Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are broadcasting live today, Gordon, from Granite Credit Union, 3109 West, 4700 South, right out here in Taylorsville. It is their grand opening out here, uh, Gordon, uh, completely renovated, redesigned interior, and it is marvelous. It looks good. I mean, it looks good to me. Uh, very comfortable, a comfortable place to go. Super comfortable, and they're kind of doing the. Uh, I was talking to, to Tammy about this uh, before the show here, Gordon. But they're kind of doing things differently. Notice it's not like your normal bank teller, like yeah, big it, divide, you know, oh, between yeah. the customer and the and the banker, where it's like a very impersonal. Like they've laid it out so it's a much more personal experience where you're you're talking to somebody. And anyway, it's kind of a, like it's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, I feel like I want to sit down and eat something. You know? Well, they do have that, too. Well, we can, I, I, we no, I'm not referring to that, to that. <laughs> literally, but it's very comfortable, yeah. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Uh, we do have tons of jazz gear. Megan has it displayed very nicely right here in front of us, so a little extra incentive for you. But, uh, yeah, the cookies are out. They're making a big deal about uh, about the grand opening. Uh, we'll talk all about it. There's there's enters. Uh, you can enter to win all sorts of stuff over there. Gordon, I don't know if you can see that. Yes, uh, I can. That beautiful smoker Yeah. Uh, right over there. Uh, you can get in. On a on a cooler, all sorts of stuff you can enter uh, enter to win. So so let me get this straight. Okay, you can come in here. You can get free jazz gear. Correct. You can enter to win a very beautiful smoker slash grill, whatever that is, and a whole bunch of other stuff over there. You you can get something to eat, right? And you can meet Jake Scott. Well, and Gordon Monson, you're the draw here. Let's not and, let's not let's let's put the marquee name out front. Oh, yeah, and you can uh, you can uh, you know create a new account. Well, and we'll get into all that. Uh, I, I was talking to him about uh, what auto loan rates are at right now. <laughs> Just giving money away. Well, should everybody be buying a car? Is that what you're saying? Well, Gordon, uh, I don't know. You're. You're kind of a special case when you're borrowing that kind of dough. Oh, stop. Uh, but <laughs> we'll, stop. we'll talk uh, all about the great stuff that uh, that Granite does. And, yeah, the cookies look really good. If, like, I don't know where those cookies are from, but they look big and they look uh, <laughs> delicious. Oh, they're crumble? Oh, well, yeah, top notch. So all right. say no more. Uh, we've got the cookie here. Uh, but, yeah, come check them out. We're, we're excited to be here at Granite Credit Union. Um, 3109 West, 4700 South. Very easy to get to. You'll see the zone van uh, right outside. And pull in and say hello. Exactly. I didn't even need to call you for directions. 
No, you did not. Although, you know, now that GPS is more of a thing, you definitely call me for directions less than you used to. Like never. Unless I get, unless I find myself in where the, I'm, one time we had a remote, I can't remember where it was, but the thing was telling me, my phone was telling me, it put me in the middle of a neighborhood somewhere, you know, and I was like a mile and a half away from the remote. Every once in a while it goes berserk. But we live in a, an age of uh, technology where we depend on that stuff, and uh you have to be careful every once in a while. Yeah, I, I don't understand the self-driving car. I, I don't know how that I, happened. I still think that's a long way off. But back in the day, when I would drive to remotes, I would pay attention for landmarks. Because <laughs> I knew I knew that I would get the phone call about, how do I get you know, how do The I funniest get this thing place? about this, you know, is I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I used to work in L.A., and oftentimes I'd be going places that I had never been before. Holy look, at that, cow. look at that crumble cookie right there. That, here, that, that's a good here, looking cookie. Here. Oh, you, I'll eat that. You take that yeah, one. Yeah, I'll eat that. Here, that, that, I, in, that, in that, fact, that. For, for once, please take your time with your, your anecdote here, please. Sir. So, okay. <laughs> are you really going to dig in while I'm yeah, telling that? Well, that, you, you say I, I used to get lost sometimes, but you know, I lived in LA and I used to go all over. Southern California, having to find my own way. And I was, wow, that does look good. Um, yeah, you were lost. I know. I, I, but I wouldn't get lost. Sure you wouldn't. No, because I, and there weren't any GPSs, anything like that. I had to find my way, and I always did. So what's the difference between L.A. and I don't know. the Wasatch Front? That's a good, that's a good question. Just, Truth is, there is none. Yeah, maybe I just knew I could depend on you, so I leaned on you a little now, bit. Now, you still are not responsible for the most egregious... Uh, call for directions to a remote offense ever in my orbit (laughs) who did that well i've told this story a lot but it's still a great story all right uh that hold on i gotta i gotta sip a coffee with this cookie here this uh, this is a good story because if you (laughs) you could have sent him to the edge of the earth alema was doing the doing the show with pace at the time the original red and blue show and uh they had a remote in Tooele, not even not even like Tooele proper, but the, like the exit to the freeway to Right. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. So I get a phone call because we haven't heard from Alema, and it's getting pretty cl- close to showtime. Right. Get a phone call. Alema says, "Hey, where? Well, I need a landmark. Where is this? Uh, <laughs> where is this place?" I said, "Well." Um, you know, right off the, the freeway exit there in, in Tooele. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. It's it's not the most complicated place to get to ever. And uh, let me say, well, had, well I'm throw, on. You had to throw that in, huh? A little barb. Well, he's like, say, I, it's not the most complicated place to I don't to know find. if I actually said that, huh. but it, it, I certainly thought that at the time. Yeah. I mean, how else, just, give, so you. how else do you give directions to – it was like right off the exit in yeah, Tooele. You, how go else, to, you go to Tooele and you exit. And you exit. <laughs> you get on Interstate 80, the 80, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And drive west mm-hmm. until you see a sign that says Tooele. Tooele yeah. And then you get off at that exit and the remote was like right there. Did he make it to Windover? No. I said, uh, well, Alema, you're on, you're on the freeway. That's a good thing. Um, so that's good. You're going west. That's also that's also good. Um, why don't you tell me what the next sign <laughs> that you come across? Why don't you tell me what that says? He's like, all right. 
So you're like ground control. You know, you were just guys yes, guiding. I mean, what else, what are, just, you know, I love the people that call you to ask you how to get uh, somewhere. And they're like, uh, how do I get there? And it's like, well, where, where are you? <laughs> Do I do I take a left or 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 a right or or where I'm I'm going straight now? It's like well, none of this information is helping me. Anyway, I said Alema, sign. I said like, all right, all right, and uh, he uh, he goes Dell Dell Utah exit coming up. I was like, oh my gosh, get off for crying out loud, get turn off around. and turn around because mm-hmm. you're halfway to Wendover. He overshot that exit by like. 20 minutes? Well, it's a good thing he called you. 30 man. minutes? <laughs> Got a flat tire in Dell once. One-upping my Alema story? No, I'm not one-upping it at all. I like that story. It's funny. It is a good story. Uh, Although you don't need to make fun of them. Wait, I don't think you can complain much about getting a flat tire in Dell, because that means you didn't get a flat tire from Wendover to Dell, which would be far worse than getting a flat tire in Dell. Actually, I got a flat tire before I got to Dell, and uh, I, I I just drove on it a little bit. Limped on down the yeah. shoulder on the rim, mm-hmm. as uh, I think it was Charlie Daniels once said. Yep, I did. That's a not, fond memory. It's not supposed to be good for, for the rim, right? Park that car. Had it, uh, I was on. I was on the way to a wedding that I was officiating. Oh well, did did so, the good folks in in Dell, Utah service uh, Bugattis? Uh, no, uh, but I, I parked uh, parked the car and uh, someone. I called someone else who was on the way and they picked me up and we went. Worked out. Well, okay. Yeah, worked out. But uh, I think it was like a five hundred dollar tow job into back into my home or whatever. Yeah, you could put that different. It costs five hundred. You could just leave it at tow. <laughs> okay, okay. A tow. All right. That's what it's been referred to <laughs> referred to for for a long time. Now you could just leave it at a tow. Had okay. to get or had to get the car towed. Uh huh. Pulled home by the wrecker. Yeah, something. I, I something else. That one did. <laughs> That was Joe to you. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, All on right. that note. I think his name was Joe. Was it? Uh, Austin, should we get to the split story of the day? Does that, oh, seem, please. Like a good, does that seem like a good idea? <laughs> All right. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Tell me lies. Gordon has a column up at sltrib.com. He throws around the L word a lot. Liar. Lying lies in its various form, forms. Uh, Gordon, the headline, Kalani Satake and Kyle Whittingham are lying about their quarterback situation. Set up the column for us. Well, they're talking about their who's going to be their starting quarterback. And these guys know who their starting quarterback is going to be. But they're telling everybody they don't know. So it's not, when, I, when you see, use the word liar, you know, it sounds, it sounds aggressive. Uh, I don't mean lying like they're filthy, dirty liars. It's pretty aggressive. It's, it's just that they are lying within the context of honesty. <laughs> so so they're, they're, they're being honest liars. Because they're not hurting anyone. A white lie. 
Uh, I don't know if that's what it is, but they are. They are. How about how about this? Is they it are a, deceiving. Do you have a problem with a strategic lie? Because I think that describes it more than an honest lie, frankly. But. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Strategic lie. Yeah. So the, the whole point of the column is if these guys know the answer to the question that they're being asked, but they act as though they have no clue. You know, it's it's competitive. It's a tough situation. This is Eisenhower creating the fake army opposite of the yeah Calais. Yeah, exactly. This, uh, that, yeah. That, it's that kind of yeah, lie. yeah. Well, I mean, that was a little more significant, I'd say. Uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, you can you can get you can pretty much know that they they know who it's going to be. But there's all kinds of reasons. You and I have discussed some of this stuff before. You know, they don't want uh, if you have three good quarterbacks, they don't want one or two of them to transfer because they're they're eliminated as the starter too early. Uh, and you want your players to compete for the positions. We've talked a lot to Kalani Sataki about that, and he he's learned that, that he doesn't want to gift anything over. He wants everybody to have to work for everything. And, of course, the quarterback position is the most important position on the entire club. So he, he doesn't want anybody getting soft or getting fat-headed about it. So... And, and I get it. I mean, both Utah and BYU have multiple good quarterbacks. And so they want to create this environment where where guys really work for it. And then, of course, they don't want to show their hand. They want to keep it in-house. And uh, I, I don't know how effective that really is because I don't think that knocks opponents off really much at all. I mean, I guess if you had a situation where you had a great running quarterback and a great throwing quarterback and you wanted to not let somebody prepare – uh, 100% for one or the other, then I could see it maybe. But usually I don't think it's any big deal for an opponent. They they, 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 they also know that the coaches are full of it. They know who the quarterback's going to be. Well, the coaches think it's a big deal. What do you mean? The clandestine nature of it all. They think it's a big deal to the opponent or they wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think it's paranoia. Or is it uh, because they know that it matters to them, so it would matter to their opponent as I well? Mean, that's game plan. I, but I, they're the ones getting ready for these games. No, I mean, I they they deal with teams doing similar things. All three are showing great separation from the rest. It's so close right now. I can tell you, no, no decision will be made. And it it doesn't really benefit them in any way. To, to tip their hands. So why Although there is a benefit. This is the one benefit that oftentimes gets overlooked. And maybe it is told to, to, to the team in private, but I, I don't really think so. And that is establishing a confident leader uh, in advance as opposed to waiting until the last minute. Uh, I think that when, when the players all – the players know who the best quarterbacks are. Uh, but when they have an established leader, I think that's easy to rally around. So I think that is one downside to not naming what you know. And uh, but, but coaches like to play this game. We've seen it over and over again. And I will admit that there are some exceptions where it really is tight and tough to figure out who's going to be that guy one over the other. But I think in this case, both of these coaches know the answer to the questions that are being asked, and they pretend they don't know because they don't want to reveal it. And, and look, I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a thing. I, we, we have no idea what coaches are telling their teams behind the, the scenes. I, uh, 
I often think coaches probably, with their actions at very least, tip their hands to the team. I mean, who's getting, you know, you're not going into game prep mode the week of the first game and splitting the number one reps. You're just not doing that. So I, I always just naturally assume that whether coaches vocalized it or not, the players knew. I mean, you were kind of alluding to this as well, I think. But the players knew who the starting quarterback was going to be yeah. before they make it official. That's why I think that's the norm more than what Urban Meyer did, as we talked about a few few days ago. Remember when he started? Uh, winners and losers? Yeah, Cardell Jones over JT Barrett, right? Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. Urban didn't tell him until the, they were taking the field. Like, well, hold on there, JT. <laughs> <laughs> That that's why that situation baffled me so much. Like they they didn't know until the first play who was going to. It's like how can you do that? So I don't think these coaches are doing that. Is my point. I think if the team does not know now, they certainly will know a week before the game whether the coaches tell them or not. I would think. Yeah, I think they do know now. Most of them know. They may not absolutely know the players, but they know who the best quarterback is. Yeah, they're knowing. They're knowing. These are smart athletes who have been around the game for a long time, and they can see. They can see who's the best leader. They can see who's been performing best in practice. They know who the best athlete is. They know all those things. Well, and they so- know who they're getting reps with. Yeah, there's I mean, that too. Because coaches are going to go in there without getting reps with the guys that are going to have to get it done on Saturday. I mean, come on, right? And I th- obviously that's another advantage to to give almost all the first team reps to one guy, which they might be doing already. Yeah, I mean, practices are closed off so that folks don't really know. At least they don't their own eyeballs. They haven't seen it, and you know, I'm not sure. Uh, when I wrote this column, I thought uh, some people might think, oh, poor reporters, you don't, you don't really get to know who's, who's going to be the starter, at least not officially. I couldn't care less. I don't care who starts. But the fans, it's very interesting to the fans. And I think the fans would like to know who the guy is going to be. But anyway, uh, it, it's just interesting that this game is played every time you have a graduating quarterback or a quarterback who has left the program. Now there's this scramble to figure out who it's going to be. And, Jake, it happens over and over and over again where it's just too tight to call. And that's that's a load of hooey. Well, it's college football. You know, there's turnover on every team every year. And so it creates this story in various ways, maybe not always with the quarterback, but it seems like a lot. Well, the quarterback position has become so important, like we've talked about. It, it, I mean, even at a school like Utah, where they like to run the ball a lot, or they have in the past, it is vital. It is absolutely, you've got to get this right. And that is one of the points of the column is the coaches know who they're going to start, uh, but that doesn't mean they're right. You know, sometimes there is a guy who has a certain amount of something that uh, surprises even the coaches. And when he gets the opportunity through injury or bad play or whatever to shine, then you go, whoa, okay, I see I see what's here. Uh, So they're wrong sometimes. But I think these are very smart football men who who know the game. They know players. They know talent when they see it. And they've watched these guys. They have notebooks full 
of scribblings about who does what in practice, and and they know. They have all the information they need. You think one more scrimmage is going to make a difference? Likely no. Yeah, and that's what Kyle said uh, when he was talking about this. We won't make a decision until after the next scrimmage. And uh, and and uh, so, I mean, I, I don't I don't think that's really going to make a difference. Uh, and typically, the players who have been playing a certain way keep playing that way. So we'll see where it goes from here. And then on the other hand, you have a situation that we've talked about in the pros, where what about like it, it, Zach Wilson with the Jets? I mean, not only has he been named the starter, there's nobody else to turn to. You know, and so some coaches go that route. And I think that's true in both the college game and the pro game where a guy is absolutely established. It doesn't really matter what his track record is. Zach Wilson has no track record. And yet they are putting everything on him and everyone on the team knows it. And so everyone on the team is uh, sort of preparing for that and angling for that. And I I think there is value in that at, at all levels of football. And I think that's the way I would lean. Look, I'm going to make I'm going to make my candidates work hard, but by this time, uh, in preparation for a season, I want my guy absolutely to know he's the guy, and I want everybody on the team to know he's the guy. And quite frankly, I want everyone to know he's the guy. And I would have no problem with making that public. I'm not sure. I I think it's all that comparable with the NFL and college football. I I, I certainly see your overall point, but, but but the Jets went Cortez with with Zach Wilson. They burned their ships. I mean, this is they did that on purpose because in the NFL you can afford to play the long game. In well, college football, I don't know how long your game is going to be if you're. If no, you're no, no, not progressing. You, you know what I mean? The Jets can throw this year in the garbage can for a variety of reasons. So get your guy out there. You and mean get, the last 25 years? You get the, yeah, but they have a not brand new front office, but they've got a new front office and a new okay. coach, that, and it buys you time. You've got the number two pick. Zach Wilson himself being a rookie gives more latitude. And so they're in a different position than Utah, who, who by the way, wasn't willing to do that with Cam Rising. So, I mean, uh, you know, Cam Rising or Charlie Brewer, you know, they weren't willing to do what they did with Tyler Huntley with Cameron Rising. So, I mean, it's I don't think those situations are all that comparable. On the other hand, if you have a sophomore quarterback and you know you're going to have this kid for the next three years, unless he declares early. Uh, I don't think there's – I think there are coaches out there who will take a few lumps to get a guy ready. Well, Witt did that with Tyler Huntley. Yeah. That's what I'm alluding yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. he did that. He he benched the senior, Troy Williams, to get Tyler Huntley and in. Remember, we all thought uh, Troy Williams was going to be named, and a lot of people thought he should have been named. He had a decent year the year yeah. before. I mean, he was he was pretty good. and But Witt looked at 2019 and said, okay – well, I'm going to have a really good team by then, so let's get the quarterback ready so that that team's pretty good. It's the advantage of Witt having the ultimate job security, and he can afford to think that way. But I do actually think it says a lot about Cam Rising that Witt wasn't willing to do that with Cam Rising. He keeps recruiting experienced guys over the top of him. I wonder if in this day and age you have to do that just because these quarterbacks are so vulnerable. You've got to load up the best you can. But and I thought that was one of the things that I thought was interesting with what Andy Ludwig said the other day was that not only are is he impressed with the guys who are supposedly battling for the number one position, but he's impressed with quarterbacks three, four, and five 
I, do you believe that? You're rolling your eyes. You think that's all just a bunch of crap? I don't believe he's even watching them play. <laughs> See, I, I'm different than that. I think these coaches really study everybody out. I, I think they, I think Andy Ludwig is formulating in his mind as we speak uh, what what's next. That's what spring balls for, <laughs> is to watch the fifth string quarterback. Well, Charlie Brewer played really well in spring. And established himself in a in a rapid fashion as the guy. I'm not saying he is the guy that the, the youth coaches think is going to uh, is their guy, but they have a guy in mind. And look, if you if you pull these offensive coordinators aside and say, "Come on, man, t- what's going?" They'll tell you, and they do have a guy. We're live today, Granite Credit Union. It's their grand opening for their branch here in Taylorsville. Come on by, 3109 West, 4700 South. The the cookies are delicious. There's one uh, with your name on it. We have jazz gear for you. Uh, check out their beautiful new branch. They've got all sorts of great things going at, uh, at Granite. Gordon, you can earn 110 bucks when you open a checking account with a debit card. Get that today. Get $100 uh, when you open a youth certificate with a monthly automatic contribution. Uh, they've got a bunch of giveaway items here. They're going to have food trucks. Uh, the grand opening going on through Saturday. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. This is DJ and PK. We're joined now by Dick Harmon, sports columnist for the Deseret News. Some talk about Kalani and being extended and not being extended and, you know, how long they're going to let it play out. How do you view this situation? You have Mark Pope being backed by the owner of the Utah Jazz, a person that's put up money for him at Utah Valley and at BYU. Now you've got Kalani coming in with the guy with Bilt Bar, and it's his buddy, and he's got a pocketbook that's pretty deep. So Kalani now has his guy in his corner, and he's got leverage now because of what's happened with his friend and his connection. In talking to those who are very close to Kalani is that he's approaching this with humility. He's saying, I haven't done anything yet. I've got to do something. I think that's where Kalani's coming from is that he wants to prove even more and then come in with his money back and say, okay, let's get it done. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's your Cougars at 30 update here on The Zone Sports Network. Here's BYU head coach Kalani Satake asked if he's seen enough to start making some decisions. Starting to see some of our travel squad guys start to separate themselves and, and know the guys that we can probably seek a little bit more reps into now that we've had pretty much uh, most of our install, if not all. Offensively, we've got a few things to add, but defensively, we've got pretty much the whole install in. Now it's just a matter of cleaning it up and being assignment sound and, and making sure that we're executing with the right technique. This Cougar update brought to you by our friends at Bullfrog Spas. They are having a job fair and is hiring uh, for a range of assembly and other positions. Come to the fair on Friday from 2 to 7 and from Saturday from 11 to 2 for on-the-spot interviews, a tour of the facility in Harriman. And uh, for more information, go to bullfrogspas.com. And I think I'll mention the big show will be there on Friday as well. So excited to hang out with the good folks at Bullfrog. This 
is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're here at Granite Credit Union. Their grand opening of their Taylorsville branch, 3109 West, 4700 South. Shout out to Maggie, by the way. Uh, who not only has a fa- uh, fantastic name, the name of my youngest, but also just came up to chat some football. She love, did. Love that. That's yeah. great. Uh, the folks here at Granite are terrific, and uh, they're making a big deal about the grand reopening. Uh, going on through Saturday, they're going to have food trucks, cookies. They're giving away a backyard barbecue set, and that smoker is beautiful. Um, making a big deal out of it. Just want to get the word out to the neighborhood that they're here uh, to help you. Come on by and see us. Indeed. Um, So, Jake, we were talking about um, uh, establishing a quarterback and uh, the important, you know, the the pros and cons to not naming one until later. I like the idea of establishing a leader early on and making it absolutely clear to everyone. And here's one of the reasons why. I and, and I'm sure all the coaches agree with this part of it. We we may take different paths to getting there, but we, we I think we would all agree and you would agree too, Jake, the importance of establishing leaders on a college football team. Uh we were talking about John Peace earlier in the in the week. Uh, he passed away this week, a veteran a great veteran uh football coach who who knew what he was talking about strategically, but also knew how to motivate uh, football players of all ages. He coached in the NFL. He coached college football. Coached at Utah. Played at Utah. But one thing I remember him saying to me is, "This isn't my team. This isn't Kyle Whittingham's team. This is the players' team, and they have to they have to uh, emerge as t- and take ownership of the team." And I thought, man, that really that's really true. Because I know coaches are over there and they're instructing and yelling and, and they're the, the, the buck stops with them. But how you play on the field, I think, really, really emanates from your leaders who are players. And, and I remember when I talked with John about it, he used Jim McMahon as an example. And he said even the coaches would follow his example on, on the field and bend to his knowledge and his drive his passion and his abilities if you do that then you've got a football team and you may not have a great football team you may have a team that is that that will win 11 games you might have a team that will win eight games but you're going to win a whole lot more games if you establish that on your team and they are going to reach their potential whatever wherever that talent can take them so my question to you jake is who are the leaders on uh, the Utes and the Cougars? Who who are the, first of all, who are the best players? Name me a couple of the best players on each of those teams, and you tell me if that will bleed over in the, in the value of leadership from them this year. Well, first, I've got I've to start with a, a comment on leadership, because I personally think leadership is way overrated. It's the followers that go get the job done. They never get any of the credit. Everybody wants to talk about the leader, leader, leader. The people should give it a speech. But everyone can be a leader. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's not the guy who gets up and gives the speech. It's, it's the guys, the group of guys who take possession of the team. 
They're, they all can be leaders. You can't have a whole team full of leaders. You've got to have some followers. As a follower, I think <laughs> that our role is extremely underappreciated. Oh, Everybody wants go. to talk about the leaders. What about the followers that are actually going out there and doing it? Well, the leaders are doing it, too. Yeah, See, I, be- I really believe you can have 11 leaders on your team. Oh, defense. that's just uh, – that's from, a, that's from a, uh, one of those motivational calendars. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> you got to have somebody who's going to shut up and go out there and get the job well, yeah, done. Shut up's those. got nothing to do with it. You, don't, you can be a leader and shut up at the same time. What are you? Are you going to do company motivational speeches now? Are you going to go around to everybody, speak to everybody? Everybody can be a leader. No, no, no. I believe in the power of one, and everyone on that team can be a leader. Nah. See, I'll tell you this as a as a follower, you know, you you select your leaders wisely because some people are leaders and some people are just pretenders who are just trying to be something they're not. How do you measure that? Ah, that's difficult. Depends on the situation. <laughs> it's it's the guys who perform. No. Not those who are the leaders. No. Not the rah-rah guy. No, Not the no. guy who gets up there and says, come on, we can do it. Knock it off. Let's all focus and go out there. I get tired of that. No, show me a guy who busts his hump, who's out there on the field getting it done. I'm following that Which guy. Which has nothing to do with leadership. That's just, it does. Doing, that's no. just doing your job. No, it that's does. Just doing it, your it, job. It's, it's a big part of it. It's not all of it, but it's a big part. Like of it. the people that stand out front of a group and pretend to be better than everybody else, and like, <laughs> oh, follow me, please. Just do your job. Give me, give me a bunch of, give me a team full of followers. They're going to go out there and follow instruction and just get the job done. You are so but, uh, full of crap. What are you talking about? The, the other good thing about being a follower like Jake and I are is no responsibility, no accountability. <laughs> yeah. we, we just, we're just we assigned things you're, to do when we're doing You're comfortable in your zone over there And if the we corner. don't get them done, who gets blamed? Our leaders. The leader. Yeah. You know, you might have a point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> The success of a team depends on I'm, I'm, guys who really – and I can't even describe how it happens completely. Yes, performance on the field or on the court or on the diamond is part of it, but there's also sort of this indescribable kind of effect that comes from certain people. I, how do you describe it? I, I mean, I'm, I'm joking with you for the most part, but I don't think that <laughs> just because not. I don't think that just because you are the best player that necessarily makes you a good leader or even a leader at all. And I, I really don't like the assumption that the quarterback is automatically the leader because everybody wants to put that he has that to be, label. Though. See, I don't, I don't. He think has he to does. be because Why? he's because he's integral to everything that happens on that side of the ball. Okay, what about what about a quarterback who's just going to go out and ball out? Well, that is leadership. Not really. That's just a quarterback going out and doing his job. That's not leadership. It's not the oh, he's got the extra je ne sais quoi, which is something that we outsiders, some label we want to put on a good player to make people think that we have some sort of Jake, insight. Have you ever been? The truth oh, hold is on. Just good. Have you ever been a part of a team and there is there was somebody who was easy to follow? Not on this show. Not a, yeah, I was about to make the same joke. Sorry, Austin beat me to it. You guys are such jokers. You know, well, when the troubled waters start rising on this show, <laughs> <laughs> have oh. I told you guys how much I hate you guys? You did like four times this week. Um, so I, I guess this is my long way of kind of saying I, I don't, I 
don't have a good answer to your question. I don't. Th- I mean, we could sit here and list the best players. I don't know. Okay. They might be. Me, they might the, be leaders the, on the team. They might the, not give be. Give me the two best players on each of those teams. Oh, I don't. I don't know if they. You know, tune into the top sixty and sixty, which is the next read I have to. Yeah, do. I know, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about us. Uh, I know, but I you heard me say I had it's to do. Lloyd. He's, yeah, he's the best player on the team. Sure, it's Devin That's... Lloyd and uh, who else? Nate Ford. Nick Ford. Nick Ford. I'm sorry. Nate Dick. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I would say maybe Brent Keithy. Some people would say. Would it be someone else on the defensive side of the ball? Is it uh, not but Britain I Covey? Is it? Uh, it could be Britain. Uh, maybe Clark Phillips, but does that automatically make them a leader? It, it helps. Does it? It helps get there. Now, if they if they don't know how to lead, if they don't have the right connective kind of communicative skills, then then it could it could not be that way. But I I think it it gets you halfway there. I mean, the, a guy like uh, I don't want to slander anybody. But I don't know what kind of leader star Lotu Lele was, but he was a very soft-spoken guy. I think we can all uh, agree on yeah, that. Yeah, but there was, not, there was but, strength in his but quietude. He, he, but he went out and, and removed people's heads from their shoulders. <laughs> did that make him a good leader or did that make him a hell of a football player? <laughs> well, I, 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 there's commonality there's there. There's not. There is some commonality. I don't think On there BYU's, is. Uh, who is it, James Empey? Yeah, he's and, all Amer- uh, been an All-American pretty much since he got there. Yeah, and who else? I, I'm not sure. Uh, but you better develop them, and they better be there. And, they, and the other players better respect not just the individual leaders, but the, the idea of leadership. And I think it can be spread around to an entire team. You take that 2004 Ute team, they had leaders everywhere, all over the place on those teams. On that team. They had followers all over, too. <laughs> okay. Followers that are actually getting the job done. I bet you, you ask a coach, what would you want, an entire team full of leaders or an entire team full of followers? They'd pick the latter. No, they would oh, No way. An entire no, team no full way. of leaders trying to do their own thing. Not trying to do their own yeah. thing. That's not what a leader does, Yes, Jake. they lead other people. No, That's no, the definition no. of it. A leader cares about the, the general wel- welfare of the entire unit. That's what a real leader does. No. A real leader doesn't go, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm the man. That's the definition want, of the leader. I want all the attention. No, it isn't. Somebody who other people follow. That's the definition of a leader. Mm, I, yeah, but, yes, that, yeah, but, true. but but you can have a you, go to lead, dictionary. Leaders can follow leaders. Well, now we're just really confused, aren't we? <laughs> so are you a third degree leader? <laughs> A, a second well, they're, they're or, you know, degrees, actually. Fifth, de- fifth degree leaders are at the back of the line. Let me tell you, <laughs> you're not going to eat for like an hour because you're you're so far down the rung of leaders. Man, I've worked with a lot of leaders through the years, and uh, I, and there have been a whole bunch of them. So I, I think you're full of it. And, and, I, and this is what I'm trying to determine: whether you know you're full of it. I think you do. I'm not <laughs> I think you do. I hate that stuff. That everybody can be a leader. Why do you hate that? Because it's just gobbledygook. It, it is it actually not gobbledygook. Goes, it goes against the definition of the term. term. Uh, oh. <laughs> so Haven't you ever... Can't, can't leadership be kind of 
all together, everyone stepping forward together? You're, well, you're uh, familiar, obviously, with the ward structure. Can everybody be a bishop? No, but that's I'm different. I'm in a that's church different. full of bishops. No, that's like saying on a football team, you can have a bunch of leaders, but only one guy can be the head coach. So you can have, you can have a, a coach, a bishop, a president, whatever, and you can have everybody else still Somebody's display got- characteristics of leadership without having the title. In fact, I've known some people who were great leaders who didn't have the title. You know, but people just naturally gravitated to their example. Hey, brother, some people have to be in the congregation, man. Pull up a pew. It's all good. The weather's fine. Uh, See, you know what? Scotty G, there's a good leader who I gladly follow. (laughs) Well, that's because you are a follower. Yes. But yes, the just, world needs followers, you, you, too, Gordon. But you could be a leader, too. Oh, pish posh. That'd go against <laughs> my nature. At least I have uh, the self-awareness. You know, give me that. Everybody could be a leader and stuff. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> You're right. You are a follower. <laughs> Big time. Absolutely. You just don't do it very well sometimes. Want to remind you, the Top 1660 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce <laughs> another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as he catch you down at the start of the college football season. It's the Top 1660 presented by Cypress uh, and Icon only here on the Zone Sports Network. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your Utes at 50 update. Camp rolls on at the University of Utah. Mika Tafua says he's excited about this team's potential. I'm excited, man. I look around and I see, you know, dogs everywhere. So that, that makes me excited for September 2nd and the rest of the season. You know, I can only talk about it, but, you know, we'll see during the season. That's what I'm excited for. This update brought to you by Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, Angels and Airwaves, selected by our on-site engineer, Megan. And brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to LiveNation.com. We are live today from Granite Credit Union, their grand opening of their Taylorsville location, 3109 West, 4700 South. Come see us. Uh, they've got uh, Enter to Win, a bunch of great stuff, a barbecue set, beautiful new uh, smoker. They've got cookies and uh, all sorts of great reasons to get to know the uh, folks uh, here at Granite Credit Union. Get this, Gordon. Uh, grand opening promotion uh, auto loan rate, 1.99% with 90 days, no payments. Well, that's pretty amazing. That's incredible. That is amazing. 
Oh, what a great rate. So uh, <clears throat> take advantage of it. I think I might just go buy a new car. You're going to jump on it? You're gonna, yeah, utilize the, you know. What are you going to get? I don't know. Can I get a suggestion from somebody during the show here? Maybe, you know, when you have that kind of rate, then what do you have? You might as well, you know. That's a great rate. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So come check it out. Uh, they're going to have uh, their grand opening goes on through Saturday. Uh, they're going to have food trucks. And uh, as we mentioned, they have cookies here, but they're going to do all sorts of different things. So um, if you can't drop by at the moment, we do have jazz gear, but um, come by sometime uh, sure. through Saturday. And if anybody has a suggestion on a car I should buy, let me know. I can't, uh, you, you, you can call Austin directly at eight five five three four zero zone. What's uh what what's the James Bond car? What's that? Oh, one? the the Aston Martin. Yeah, you should go there. I, you know, oh, I'm not going to talk about. Well, I did I did look at that's that. a downgrade from what you got you now. Did. I just, I, I mean, it's look. a downgrade from what you yes. have now. Yes, I, James Bond's it, it, car look, is a downgrade. In Skyfall, when they blew up the old Aston Martin, I nearly wept. But would be, would be a downgrade. No, uh-huh. from what you have now. No, James Bond's c- car. No, it would not. What about the Batmobile? Is that a step down? I don't want the Batmobile. You mean the modern Batmobile? You mean the one that can turn over and keep driving? The Tumblr? Whatever Batmobile. You you mean the old Batmobile that Adam West was driving? Either way. I don't want that one. You don't want the old one? Why not? I don't want the old one. The old one's uh, up for auction like every other year. Is it really? Yeah. Man, if, I could have, if, I, if you could have any car, drive it a worse car than Gordon. <laughs> no, he's not. Stop it. Depends on the model. Well, no, <laughs> not true. At Jimmy all. Bond is rolling or has car envy for Gordon Monson. No, not at all. That car is sweet. That I'm blown away. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Stop it. If you could really, I, know, I know you're I not know a car guy, but if you could drive any car. Using this great rate that they have here, what car would you get? I would probably go Aston Martin. Would you? Yeah. I'd probably go a 2016 <laughs> Subaru Legacy. <laughs> That's what you're driving. Yeah, I don't even know what year it is, to be honest. It's a Subaru Legacy, at least. <laughs> Austin, what you go with the Aston Martin? I mean, if we're talking fantasy and I can afford it, yeah. If I if I can go in luxury and the top line of stuff, Aston Martin's got to be the best. I you, think, you got a great rate here. Come on down here and get a loan and go get yourself an Aston. Yeah, Martin. The, the interest rate is screaming good. That doesn't change the dollar price of an Aston Martin, <laughs> fellas. I, know. I think I'd get a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> They're building all kinds of trucks these days that are. Uh, Custom that are pretty sweet, you know. Uh, do they come on the that. giant tires, and that I can <laughs> have your guy Ron Duncan teach you, you want, how to drive? You want that's Bigfoot? I, yes. No, I want more like the Grave Digger, uh, okay. Sasquatch. Have you ever sat in one of those? Nope. Man, that's a long way off the ground. And when you think about, you know, how they bounce around the way they do, flying and jumping, and and wow, I mean. Yeah, I was. I think it was Ron who who let me sit in his truck, and I got up there and I said, "Wow, I couldn't believe that is one big uh, contraption for for moving the way it does." 
So, yeah, monster truck for me. Not a Bugatti. No. Too much. Too much for you. Jake's more of a Did Honda you? Odyssey guy, really. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one of those. Yeah. I I don't know. That's a real interesting. An old Astro van, maybe. <laughs> we had an we had an Aerostar van when I was growing uh-huh. up. Is that the one that looks like the Dustbuster? Uh, no. I know that was a Chrysler. I know oh. what you're talking about. Uh, but it, it, yeah, we had a rear wheel drive Aerostar <laughs> growing up. How about an electric car? You want an electric car? Not really. I no? personally like polluting. <laughs> Do you now? <laughs> Jake changes the climate every day. Everybody, everybody is complaining about the smokiness of the valley right now. I kind of like it. <laughs> Finally, we're making progress. <laughs> So, so get out there and get the one that spews all kinds of fumes all over the place. You don't have an electric car. If it was that uh, important to you, you'd be driving one, right? I don't have an electric car, no. Um, we're here at Granite Credit Union. Uh, feel free to come on by. Uh, 3109 West, 4700 South. Uh, see us. Have a cookie. Say hi to Gordon. I had someone admire his automobile. No, I, no, my my car is modest. Uh, I, I, had nice someone, car. I had someone come up to me yesterday and said, uh, "Can I buy your truck?" I wanted to buy my truck right there on the spot. Probably should have said yes. I said, I said no, but I said I love it, but I, you would love it too. Anyway, Sven says, only problem is monster trucks won't fit on the cart path. Bazing. Uh, guys. Well played. Yeah, one tire wouldn't fit on the cart well path. Well played. Got him. That was one of, that was one of the more embarrassing days. You are the only person I know who's ever driven, well, with one exception, uh, you're the only one I know who's driven a real car on a golf course, except for Brookside Golf Club around the Rose Bowl, where, which they use as a parking lot, essentially. Here's a five-foot putt for the win. He lines it up. and then... <laughs> <laughs> That's Jake. Yeah. Jake just driving down the hole, just going on down. Were you, go- were you going from tee to green or from green to tee? Uh, I was going backwards on the course. <laughs> Take a golf ball to your windshield doing that. No, no, no didn't. That came out all right. <laughs> How embarrassed were you about that? That was horrible. If you if you haven't heard that story, we're not going to tell Jake it today. Took a wrong turn and he was driving down the fairway, essentially of a golf course. The guy told me to drive in the on middle the of a we're tournament. Not, you know what? We're he not, did not tell yes, you. Yes, he did. He told you to go on the road, not the cart path. The, the esteemed Gail Miller was teeing off to his left. I had to <laughs> drive on the cart path to get to the road, which remained true. His direction toward the road was what was lacking. Oh, so he, it was his fault. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you weren't listening. I was listening. I, he I, pointed. It's over yonder there. Right. Over there. And he said around the bend. <laughs> what does that even mean? I would have paid money, Austin, to be standing on the fairway watching uh, Jake do that. I mean, in front of that. It wasn't like you were on an empty golf course. It was the middle of a tournament. 
Yeah, with all of our top it. dollar spending clients. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and everybody who's. Uh, opinion as to my employment that matters was all in one place at one time and then he finally great. got where he was going climbed out of the car and had a mustard stain from chin to belly yeah right <laughs> hi everyone <laughs> uh, all right we're here at granite credit union it's their uh, grand opening in their taylorsville location 3109 west 4700 south uh, come see us uh, joining us on the show right now is riley hi riley hello how are you I'm great. How are you? We're great. Thank you for Good. jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. Nice place you got here. Yeah, we love it. It's a great, great remodel. And yeah, we really love it. Here, it's beautiful. So. And I, I love we, we were talking about this uh, earlier. I love the kind of layout that's not your traditional bank, cold, yeah. separate. I mean, it's it's really cool. Yeah, we we love it. So. In fact, if I came in here, I might just sit down with a bucket of popcorn, you know, and just make myself at home. Yeah, do it. So, so do you ever wonder how many crumble cookies you can get through in a short amount of time? Is I know. A- we have boxes. We can't, yeah, they came in with boxes. So we today. all need to get to work is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, we need the listeners to come in and get to work and, yes. and make that happen. Uh, the cookies. Tell us a little bit more about the grand opening. You guys are doing some really cool stuff. Yeah, so right now we have um, a promotion, different promotions where if you do a first step CD, you'll get, um, we'll match up to $100. Sweet. We're also doing um, a drawing. Did you just give 100 bucks? Yeah, so um, once the CD reaches to the 100, then we'll match wow. the 100 for any first step CDs. So right. super cool. Um, we've done lots of those already. And then we also have our. Um, giveaway for we have a pit boss and some different coolers and chairs so come in and enter and we'll we'll do the drawing I think on Monday we're doing the drawing so uh, so Gordon proposed a question because we were talking about your incredible auto loan rate I mean 1.99% that, that's unbelievable and, and Gordon is a car guy and let's just say uh, the resources are vast yeah. And he was asking for a, a suggestion on what type of car he should go out and get. you have any thoughts? Oh, any thoughts? I don't know. Any car. I mean, yeah. Well. Any car. <laughs> trust me. Um, I don't know. I Whatever car. I'll tell you this much. With a rate that low, I don't care if you've got cold, hard cash in your hand. Put that, invest that somewhere else and get your loan. Because at 1.9? You're gonna make that money's gonna make a lot more money somewhere else than it, what you're gonna end up paying know, to get right? a loan. <laughs> yeah, right? it's great. It's an amazing rate, so we're happy, happy to have it. Yeah, we told Gordon he should get James Bond's car, and Gordon was like, "That'd be a step down." No, I did not. James James Bond's car. <laughs> uh, take advantage of all this great stuff. It's all part of their grand opening, thirty-one oh nine West, forty-seven hundred South, right here in Taylorsville. Come see it for yourself, Riley. Thank you very much for uh, bearing with us and jumping yeah, on. The sorry, show. we're yeah. making so much noise. No, thank you, <laughs> thank you. All right, we'll have more big show coming up next, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Kalani, he checks the box in nearly every single category of what type of coach you want at BYU. 11-1 didn't get you an extension. When most coaches in an 11-1 season with three years left would have got some type of extension. There are certain coaches out there that just have looked at coaching at BYU as the be-all of all existence. And for them, if it is, that's great. But for other people, it's like, no, I want to get paid. I want to get paid market value. 
value. I want to get paid uh, and have an extension on par with my peers. I continue to ask the question of what does he need to do to truly be valued and loved there? And if it takes Tennessee coming in and being like, hey, we want you to come coach in the SEC, man, I think it'll be a similar outcome that we just saw with Bronco. Hanson Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.